So hello and welcome to this episode of the Hospitality Leadership Podcast. I'm Andy Jones. I'm a hospitality leadership coach. And today I want to talk to you about how we can reduce the turnover rates of our staff. How can we focus on retaining more of our people? So we're going to explore some of the reasons why people may want to leave your business or why you've got such a high turnover rate. A lot of hospitality businesses report turnover rates over 100%, which means they're turning over the entirety of their staff every year, which is no good, especially because we haven't got people wanting to come and work in the hospitality, Not certainly not like they used to. So we're going to get into this episode after we get back from thanking our sponsors. As you well know, I'm a hospitality leadership coach and I have over a decade's experience leading teams in a variety of industries. But the one thing that stands out above everything else is the importance of clarity. We have to be clear with our vision. We have to be clear on what we want our teams to look like. And most importantly, we have to be clear in how we communicate. And that's exactly what you'll get in my Leadership Clarity Coaching Programme, which you can join right now for only £597, which gives you four sessions every month of coaching with me that will help you get that clarity that you need to not only lead people, but influence people, which is the fundamental building block of any leadership journey. Go over to thecafehustle.com forward slash clarity to join me now. Signups are open and you can reserve your space to work directly with me and to develop your business in the direction you need. So to start off, I want to address some of the more obvious reasons why your turnover rates are so high. And traditionally in hospitality, there's things like low pay, you know, the work-life balance or work-life integration, as I like to call it, is off, doesn't meet the needs of your people. And also the personal development opportunities aren't there. Now, in the past, we have had this huge supply of employees waiting to work for us. So we can naturally burn through people and not cause us a massive issue. Yes, there's huge costs that come with training people. And if you haven't quantified that in your business, it's certainly something worth doing because you may be surprised. And that is why we really need to focus on getting this turnover and figure down. How can we retain more of our people, more quality people at that? That's another really important thing. We need to focus on the quality. But the things like pay, can you afford to pay closer to the living wage for your people? Give them, meet that need for them. It's a need that they have to have met by your business in order to the, for them to stick around. So we need to make sure that we can keep that as close to meeting that need as possible, if not exceeding it if you can. Another thing, and this is another reason why we need to make sure that we can retain more people, is that we need to give people that work-life integration. They need to be able to have a work-life and a personal life and for them two things to work together. Now, the only way you will know if that's happening or if you can, you're meeting that need is by asking your people. Same with the pay. You need to ask these questions. It's why connecting and, and understanding your people is so important. 
So make sure you understand those two things first and foremost. Are you meeting the basic needs of those people? Because if you're not, that's a prime reason why they're going to be leaving your business to go and work for someone else. The next thing we need to take a look at is the management ability, the leadership ability in your organization. Are your people able to influence people in a way? Are they moving their way up the seven stages of hospitality leadership? And I'll leave a, a link to that podcast in, in the show notes. But are you allowing them or how are you allowing your leaders to lead your people properly? Are they being trained in the right way? And again, it's something we work with businesses on is developing leaders in such a way that they aren't clashing with the people they lead. It's a fundamental part of retaining your people. If they dislike their boss so much, why would they keep coming to work? Why would they want to work at their best standards, at their potential, if they're not treated with respect, for example? So we need to really focus on that. And again, if you're not investing in the growth of your people, and in this case, specifically the leadership development, then certainly that's somewhere to look and see if you are able to provide the opportunities for your people in a different way. Now, connected to this point, you know, the point on leadership skills, is your culture. Now, as a coach, one of the biggest things I advocate for is a positive workplace culture. Now, when we talk about culture, often people think that we're talking about our mission, our vision, our values, our overall purpose. And that's only partially true. When it comes to creating your values, a lot of businesses, and you may have had experience with this, I know certainly I have, is you work for a business that actually has a solid set of values, has a solid vision, it has a solid mission. But what it doesn't do is that the people in that organization don't live out those values. Now, if you have an issue with culture, now this is probably the first place you want to start is, again, focusing in on your values first and foremost. It's the first thing I work with clients on, actually, you know, when I work with entire businesses, it's about how can we get clarity on our vision? And we do that by nailing down our values, understanding how they fit then into your mission and then into that vision. But one thing I will say is a set of values, a set of words is not enough to influence your culture. Your first thing you need to do is actually create behaviors that link to those values. So what does it mean to respect someone? And you write a paragraph that links to that. And that is the starting point where you can start to positively influence the culture. I always say a culture is an is the result of either the intentional or unintentional consequences of behavior. And this is where we start from. The second part of it is, is that we then have to have our leaders, you included if you're the owner or a senior leader in a business, but even if you're an aspirational leader, you have to then embody those beliefs, those values and live them out. Your culture comes from those behaviors and that is the fundamental starting point of culture change and trying to get over that cultural inertia 
of, you know, if you're a big organization, there's a huge amount of inertia. There's a lot of things we have to change to address that. But by doing this step, by setting out what the behaviors are, is a big step towards making that change. So again, toxic cultures are one of the big drivers of people leaving your business. Certainly go to another hospitality business, even looking further afield outside of hospitality. So make sure we're really focusing on that as a reason to have people stay with us. Just let me give you an example. Say your employees are working for you and they get a job offer, which, you know, may be another £2,000 a year, maybe, maybe three. It's really enticing. If you have got an amazing culture, an amazing workplace environment, an employer will see that more valuable than a $3,000 raise or a £3,000 raise, whichever way you look at it. So make sure you can keep your people in your business because of your culture. People will not leave, you know, okay, if it's a $10,000 raise, then yeah, they're going to maybe take the chance on that. But if it's a negligible, negligible increase, which is likely in our industry, they're less likely to leave a place where they love to work, where they have great leaders, where they're already being paid fairly. They're, they're less likely to go elsewhere. The next thing to think about is inclusion. Now we hear this, you know, we've got to foster diversity and inclusion and a lot of people know what diversity is. Not many people are clear on what inclusion is. And where I look at inclusion, it's about involving people. You know, I've just, there's one of my clients that I'm working with right now where this is a focus. How can we include people in the decision-making process? How can we get people to be able to share their opinion, share their viewpoint, share their perspective. And especially if we're building this on the back of a diverse team. So we've got a mix of genders, we've got a mix of identities, we've got a mix of backgrounds of people, race, for example. We're going to then, when we take the step to inclusion, we then get this really rich perspective on where our business should be. And then that, again, comes back to your culture, it impacts on your culture, but it also impacts on how we're perceived with the guests from their point of view, the experience. That is why diversity and inclusion is so powerful. But I want to suggest, if you want to get started with this, say for your next decision you have to take in your business, find the people who it will impact the most and ask their viewpoint. Ask what they think and where they see it from. And what that'll do is that they feel heard, they feel part of the process. And even if the decision doesn't go in their favour, it really it, it reinforces your position because you took their viewpoint into account. Yes, in this case, from a business perspective, it doesn't quite fit, so you didn't go with their, their ideas. But you have to be able to show that you listened in the first place. It's this idea of leadership capital. By listening, by showing that you're caring about people, you're going to win a lot of points. Not that I advocate point scoring, but as a leader, you have to be careful about how you flex that leadership muscle. So really make sure that you are, are mindful of 
how you are listening, how you're engaging, how you're including people in the process. And the reason why this fits into retaining people is how how would you feel if you worked somewhere where you weren't listened to, where you weren't included? You would want to leave. You don't feel part of the family of the work, you know, a workplace family. As much as some people don't like to call a workplace a family, absolutely, in my view, it is. And that's because it's a collection of relationships. But if you're not part of that, why would you not be looking elsewhere to find somewhere where you do fit, where you can be yourself, where you can bring value and are seen to bring value? So it's really important. And fundamentally, when we talk about retention, what we are trying to do is meet the needs of the workforce. And what happens when people are leaving, it means that your business, what you're providing to them is not meeting their needs. So it's a sign that we have to change. It's an industry sign that we have to change. And a lot of people now are talking about it and we are adapting to it. But it's really important. And, you know, the one big key thing that I can recommend to you right now is to ask your people what they need. Simple as that. If that's the one thing you can do, you will be, you know, you'll be well on the way to altering the numbers, the the turnover figures in your business will drop. It's one of the things that we measure performance with our clients with. And nine times out of 10, they see when they do the work, they see a reduction in that turnover. So right now, this is your call to action today. Ask your people what they need from their work with you and then apply it as best you can to retain your people. Listen, I want to thank you for spending your time with me today. It really does. I really appreciate the fact you'll give up your time to listen to me. Obviously, we're adding value to you, hopefully. And I'd like you to let me know if we are. If we're not as well, your feedback is so important to me. So drop me an email at andy at thecafehustle.com. Alternatively, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and share this podcast with someone who you think would benefit from the information that we talk about on here. But until next time, thank you so much for joining me. And I really appreciate you joining me on the Hospitality Leadership Podcast.